Happy? Good! With Chris Locke. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happy Good. This is uh, how you doing? This is episode fifty-four, and I am your uh, silly, weird, uh, totally open and honest host, Chris Locke. It's good to hear from you, and I'm not even hearing from you, but you know what I mean. Uh, I got a few more reviews online from nice listeners. It means so much. What the heck? You guys are the best. I hope each and every individual one of you is enjoying yourself right now and you're in a great mood and you're feeling good and, you know, your stomach is full uh, of... uh, you know, some delicious treat or, or, or love, you know, maybe your heart is full of love. Maybe your brain is full of good vibes, good feelings. Um, you know, that does happen sometimes. Um, last episode, I was super real about like having to isolate in a tiny little condo with the, the family for so long. And, uh, you know, it's like, I really kind of enjoyed doing that because uh, I don't know you guys personally, the listeners, but to think that, uh, you know, I could at least share feelings that some of us can all relate to and and feel uh, makes me feel makes me feel happy. So I don't know what the heck, you know, am I a dink? Am I getting too serious now and not as funny? I don't know. It's just that time of the history of the planet by the sounds of it you know but we're not gonna think about that stuff this time we gotta dive in just get loose baby we gotta have so much fun you know like uh oh you guys might hear some outdoor sounds i'm not outdoors but i cranked my window open today because i want that breeze baby it's kind of like it was really humid here for a bit in Toronto, okay, I'm just gonna. Whoever's not in Toronto, I just want you to picture Toronto like a dusty old, dirty city with the, especially in our neighborhood, the wind picks up all the dust and blows it into our face and goes, Yeah, you like that? Try to make uh, the big bucks in the big city? Eat dust, eat my dust. The wind is the richest person in uh, Toronto. Eat my dust, I'll put it in your face. See? There's like a big cement mixer or garbage truck outside. I don't know if you can hear that. But it's co- it's not as humid anymore. It's it's in that weird eye of the storm part where you feel like the humidity is going to break and then uh, a giant thunderstorm is going to go... And then, uh, yeah, just split uh, Honda CRVs in half. Hey, what the heck? I'm separated uh, from the person on the passenger side. We're driving two split pieces of car down the road. What the hell, Lightning? Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? But the thing is, is... So you might hear some outdoor noises. Um, and that's why I like the window open. So, 
wherever you are, what the heck are you doing? Are you eating a big block of cheese? Are you cutting cheese? Not cutting the cheese. Come on, let's not be gross. Hey, you're gross. Um, but you know, like you put a big giant piece of emmenthal on a cutting board with a huge Ginsu knife. I don't know. What's a good knife? We have some good knives and I don't even know what they're called. They were a gift. My dad was like, these are the best knives. He gave them to both my sister and I, both our families for one, uh, Christmas. Okay. We celebrate Christmas, but it's not like religious Christmas. It's like Santa Claus Christmas. You understand? Family Christmas. Uh, we just call it that. I don't know. what. Who, if you're religious, it's fine. I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyways, for holiday season, my dad gave both my sister and I a few a years ago the same collection of sharp knives. And he was like, these are really great knives. These are really great knives. And they are, but I did, my, the way my dad is, there's no way that he was like, I'm going to get my kids really great kitchen knives for the holiday season I'm gonna it's like and then actively go and seek them out and be like yeah these I found out that these are the best it's it was a deal somewhere it had to be a deal but he only gets stuff if they're a deal but the thing is is they're still great so it's a great gift and he still cared and he gave them to us so he's a nice guy but you get what I'm saying right you know anyways (laughs) he's not the type of guy to be like yeah, I gotta get uh, get my kids the the best knives they have ever seen. Anyways, I'll I'll get them back. I'll get them a nice knife set. I think he's got the same knife set out their house. Anyways, are you? Be honest. Write me at Happy Good World on Instagram or Twitter and let me know. Yes, I am cutting a giant. A cube of emmenthal on a big serving board, like a big cutting board. Maybe it's like a nice wood finished cutting board, or maybe you got some cork thing going on, or maybe you've got some IKEA style like plastic cutting board. Like who cares, right? Bright blue plastic cutting board, bright red plastic cutting board. Who cares what kind of cutting board you have, right? One time I got had a surfboard, speaking of surfing, which we do on this podcast a lot, I had a surfboard um, cutting board, and it was the best. I used it all the time, but then the wood split in half, and I had to get rid of it. And that was sad. And now I'm, like, really damn sad. I can't believe that I th- that, that surfboard cutting board, which you could put, like, all this charcuterie on, you know, have guests over and put, like, dried cured meats on it and a nice variety of cheeses on it. The surf cutting board broke into three pieces. The wood split. And then I threw it out. And it's out there somewhere, those pieces of wood. I don't even know what they're doing. I don't know if they got back together. If some nice person rooted through the garbage and found them and glued them back together and went, that's all you had to do. You glue the damn thing back together, you still got a great... Super glue, idiot. You got a great surfboard, man. Surfboard cutting boards. Use it at parties. People will love it. They'll go, Chris, you love surfing, don't you? Even though you've never been surfing in your life. 
You love surfing cutting boards, don't you? And wearing billabong t-shirts, don't you? You just glue it. You threw the damn thing out. Damn idiot. And then the person goes to their house and they have it. But I don't know if that's what happened to the cutting board. Pixar, make a movie about this. It's sad. Pixar always makes movies about pieces of garbage that wander the earth going like, Does anyone love me? All right. Let's, like, get some breaths in and out, and let's calm down. I feel like, you know, over the past hour and a half, I've had two mugs of a nice Earl Grey. No, actually, an orange Pico black tea with some oat milk splashed on it. I don't know what, you know. And I think I'm, I'm coming across a bit hyper. So let's take some deep breaths, because it's about you guys. I need y'all to calm down and feel good and relaxed. I want you guys to feel great. I mean, I value my listeners so much, you don't even frickin' get it, man. Like, if I saw y'all in real life, and, uh, you know, we're all able to, um, I would hug everyone. I would spend... As long as it took to hug each one of my listeners. And I'm not a perv. It'll be fine. You know, I'm not going to put my hands low. Um, you know, I'll put, I'll, I'll, nice, gentlemanly, cordial, kind hug. I would hug every listener. So let's get to relaxing, breathe in and out, and then we'll go to play zone because... You guys deserve to have some laughs and have some fun and relax. And you know what, man? So do I. So what I do here is I count down from three. And then that's when we start doing three big, deep breaths. Um, for people that listen regularly to Happy Good, y- y'all know the deal. But the thing is, is what you do is you do a deep inhale through the nose and you hold it. And you got to really stretch out your lungs and use the parts of the lungs that don't get used often because often we walk around and do such shallow breaths, don't we? We even forget that we're breathing because our our mind is taking over and we're thinking about 80 things at once that need to be done and 90 things at once about ourselves that need to be better. And when we're kind of like stressing and fixating on all this stuff all this time in these deadly cycles and thunderstorms of worry and paranoia and anxiety and fear, etc. We forget that we're breathing and we're just doing these little shallow just-to-get-by style breaths. And if you're like me, too, who's put on at least 10 pounds during the <clears throat> pandemic, uh... You may have noticed that breathing is a little bit freaking more difficult now because you got this uh, big, like, belly hanging down. And, like, what are we going to do? Well, whatever. This summer we'll go out and we'll go kayaking, okay? That's a good exercise. What else do you want to do? Get a rowing machine? We live in a building. If you can relate to this, people, I mean, a lot of you are probably good. I see it online all the time doing body weight exercises on the wooden floor of your apartment no sweat you're just like all i need is a floor in my body and you get in really good shape i try that sometimes but it's hard you know because then 
I have daughters and they jump on me when I'm trying to do a push-up. Whatever, we'll figure it out. The thing is, is y- y'all know the deal. Breathing, we got to take it uh, seriously. It's really nice for you. So, um, I'll start. I'll count down from three and then we'll do a nice inhale through the nose. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Inhale. Get it all the way to the bottom. Stretch it out. And exhale. Think of it as blowing up a whoopee cushion to the max. But instead of a rude noise coming out of your mouth, it's all of the stress and anxiety and uh, anger and bitterness and fear blowing out of your mouth. Like, get out of here! At least for a bit. You know? Here we go. Another inhale, inhale through the nose. And exhale. Oh, that's the stuff. What? It feels like, oh man. What did I just like crack a can of relaxo juice? I can already feel it. I can already feel my nerves settling. Let's go one more time and then we'll be there. Okay, ready? Deep inhale through the nose. Get every nook and cranny. Hold it. And exhale. that often imagine you're all alone and you've got these giant cartoon spring shoes on and you're bouncing across a calm meadow with a nice spring breeze blowing through the meadow and it's quiet, and there's butterflies flying around the long grass, and the sun is out, but it's not too hot, it's perfect, and, uh, you, you know, the breeze is blowing through your hair, across your face, and it feels good, and there's trees in the distance, and you can see the leaves growing and rustling, and, you know, and uh, there's acorns on trees falling, and it's really nice and spring weather in this meadow. And you've got these big boingy boingy spring shoes on and you're going across the meadow bouncing really high up and down like this. And you're like, wee, I'm going so freaking high. I'm so... Hi. That's a really good 
primo, lush coil of spring there. Think about it. You can get like a three, three piece, like just three coils, tiny little uh, ungreased, rusty spring, and you're not getting any height. And it's going like it's squeaking because it's gross and the shoes are old. Like these are the original spring shoes from 1946. Uh, my grandpa had these. And you know, they're like, squishy, squishy, squishy. <laughs> and you're like getting no height. Forget it. You got good spring shoes. They're huge. And I like saying the word robust when it comes to big boingy boingy springs. I'm sure there's an intellectual out there being like, there's so much better uh, synonyms you can use for, uh, you know, springs. I don't know. Luscious? Mmm, those are luscious springs on your delicious shoes. Yum, 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 yum. Who are you? I'm Luscious Jackson, the all-girl group from 1997 that wasn't that was the spring shoes okay across the meadow I'm going so I'm having so much fun. I can touch the sun. I feel like a kid again. I feel so free. I'm above the trees. And you feel... Some of you are like, your neighbors must think you're nuts. Yeah. And it's not just because of this podcast. It's because, to be honest, to make some money sometimes, if I get the gig, I do cartoon voiceovers sometimes. It's rare, but I'm getting better at it and whatever. But the thing is, is I do way more auditions than I get gigs. So where do I do the cartoon voiceover auditions? I do them here in the same room I make happy good. And there are vents and there are windows open. And so neighbors can hear me going like, Hey, everybody, I'm a hippopotamus from space. Um, and then, and then I screw up and I go, damn it. That's not how it's supposed to sound. So yeah, my neighbors think I'm insane because, um, they hear these, me doing these weird voices, sometimes yelling them uh, like I'm trying to be a kid's cartoon character. And then they hear me yelling at myself because I got tongue tied or I stumbled over a word or I gave a bad read. Um, you know. Any other actors in the house listen to this? I'm a, I'm a medium actor. I got into it through doing comedy. But it's a really funny business. And if you ever want to just hear me riff about that, 
I can, but I feel like that's too much of a distraction on Happy Good. But I will tell you one thing. Um, yeah, so if there's another a- actors listening, if there's other actors listening, um, do you, can you relate to this? Um, your kind of energy gets all amped up when you're trying to do a character on an audition. Or even when you're filming something, especially if you're filming something personal with like friends and it's not on a big set or anything, but your energy is so amped up. And so then if you kind of screw up, your mouth just lets loose like excess energy in the form of like sailor talk. You understand? Like not even Popeye, but I'm talking like real dirty, like, you know, World War Two sailor style, like poker playing bourbon drinking like fudge 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 man what the fudge was that you know what I'm talking about so you're like yeah that happens to me so that my neighbors hear me go like hey everybody come with me I'm a banana that uh, you know grew legs because of a science experiment so what doesn't mean I can't not be friends with everybody but fudge that's not how it goes. Fudge. It's pretty funny. So then the neighbors are like, good lord, I'm going to get a butterfly net for this man's head. Anyways, I digress. I just want you guys to feel happy and feel good. And so if talking, if listening to a dang fool uh, helps with that, and we got Drew Smith's incredible, beautiful music playing in the background, damn. I think we got something good going on here. I, 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 if that boingy, boingy spring shoes sound bothered anybody listening so far, what are you going to do, huh? I'm sorry, but this is the way I imagine us bouncing across a big field. Uh, I, 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 you, If you listen to this regularly, you know I like meadows. I like glens. I like... Uh, you know, just giant, huge fields open, sort of like... I don't know if you ever played, like, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I mean, I've been to real fields. I've been to real glens and meadows, okay? I'm not super embedded in the city here. I love going to country areas and wilderness. And, um... Yeah, uh... But Zelda Breath of the Wild has this one area... I don't know... It's a video game, okay, if you don't know. But it's got the perfect... I mean, the, the whole game is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not a serious gamer, but I was into that for at least a good three months. And sometimes I wasn't even trying to fully do the tasks of the games. I was just, like, living in that world. And that was the beginning of the pandemic last year. Sorry to bring that word up, but... Um, so that escapism was real. And then my oldest daughter um, sat beside me at the time and was just like uh, enraptured with the world too. It was so anyways, that kind of it has a connection to peace that that level where it's just like and, and you got to fight stuff. You got to fight a bacoblin here, or there or a moblin here, or there. But Otherwise, you're kind of just hanging out in the sunny glen. It's really beautiful. 
the breeze is blowing. But there's also this weird part that I, when I think about like a nice open field, you know, to run through, I, I might be wrong because it's literally been forever since I've seen it. But isn't there a beautiful field that they run through in The Wizard of Oz? Like Dorothy and Chewbacca and the Tin Man and whatever, whoever else, Frodo. I think they all run through a beautiful field at one point. And that image, I don't know, maybe ever since I was a kid, I was obsessed with like being free in the most literal sense. Like, look, you've got the grandest, wide open, beautiful field to run through. For some reason, that kind of thing sticks with me and represents freedom to me. Uh, because it's maybe, like I said, so literal. You're genuinely running through a GD field, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but the funny thing is about Wizard of Oz is everything is set, you know, it's not... So they made it in a big studio because, of course, you got those big, fake, matte-painting skies, etc. But... One thing that's cool about those old movies, especially since Wizard of Oz is colorized, is when you make, when you have the budget to make those sets, they're clearly like a set. You're not fully 100% taken away to a whole new world. I mean, when it came out, you probably definitely were um, because it was so magical. But a slight aspect of the artificialness is what makes it beautiful, too. Because you can really punch out the light and you can really punch out the colors. You know what I mean? It's got this surreal sort of like psychedelic naturalness to it. Supernaturalness to it. The whole set is ghosts. Um, hey, not, I'm not even going to bring up that weird rumor. If there's rumor about Wizard of Oz, apparently you can ah, Google it. You know what I'm talking about? Anyways. But the thing is, is, do you know what I mean? So you are in this big, wide open, and we can make it a surreal, glowing field too. Like the long grass could be golden, you know, it could be like this kind of sort of golden hue along the beautiful, sunny, sun drenched grass. And you could be boingy boingy way up into the sky, and the sky is kind of like this perfect, fiery orangey, um, deep orange, with like yellow, um, ta- like blazing tails, uh, fire, whatever. What would you call that? Like a blazing sun. Like it's rich in color, and you're ba- and you're boinging in front of it, and. You know, the sky is kind of like this really sort of like, not light blue, like, you know, it's kind of like a, um, there's a, there's a darkness to it. There's a navy swath then with the light blue, like, you know, I guess I'm kind of almost describing getting close to dusk. Like we're bouncing through the field at 5.30 p.m., okay? And if you're listening to this right now and it's 5.30 p.m., nailed it. Um, but that's what I'm talking about. And it can be kind of psychedelic. It can kind of have like a, you know, like 
picture if like Van Gogh Starry Night styled this sky. There could be swaths of oil smudges. Like, God, I love that look. That oil painting, thick smudginess. Painters are so brilliant, and I have no real skill as a painter, and I'm just so envious. I would always love to be a good artist with my hands, but my hands are my clumsiest item on my body. It really is, at this age quite a hard thing to admit but it's my hands my hands have screwed me up it's my hands why I can't be a carpenter it's my hands why I can't be a painter a really great painter or sculptor you know when I pull my hands out and show them to people they immediately go donk they hit something I drop something oh my god the other day I was looking at my phone holding it over the railing of my balcony because we were isolating on our balcony for so long and then I was like Chris put the phone on the other side of the balcony you know your dumb dumb hands you can't trust them so just I kind of rambled on about some nonsense but can you just sort of like spend the rest of the day imagining yourself every now and then no matter what you're doing visualize again that moment where you're boingy boinging across this sort of like golden hour meadow you know maybe I I said dark orange because maybe it's getting closer to the ground you know it's not setting but we're getting there alright there's something about like you get an exercise You're having fun. You're boingy-boinging up and down. It's good for your abs. Speaking of not the Frosh 15, but the Pandemic 10 at least, right? Good for your abs. Good for your butt. Your glutes. These boingy shoes are good for my glutes. You gotta admit, my butt is tight. Your butt looks really tight, dude. Like... You've been bouncing really close to the sun in those. I think that's, like, getting that height is really good for you. Strong back, you know? You're getting exercise. You're laughing your butt off because you're jumping so high and having so fun and free. Like a kid who just got, like, a pogo ball or a pogo stick. It's a blast. You're having a good time. Every now and then, during the, the rest of your day or the rest of your evening close your eyes for a sec and go away in your mind and picture your version of the boingy boingy spring shoes out in that meadow there and you know have a little smile on me hey smiles on me alright smiles on the house for everybody on Chris and that's uh, that's it for today. Thanks so much, guys. Like I say all the time, if you listen to my podcast and you check it out, I love you very much. I appreciate you. It means so much to me. Like I always say, too, this podcast is good for me, too, you know? Uh, I like rel- trying to relax and trying to have good thoughts these days and mellow out. So, you know? Be in the moment, all that kind of stuff, for a moment. Then we can go back and get stressed out if we need to. Because obviously, that's a part of life too. 
But follow me at Happy Good World on Twitter, at Happy Good World on Instagram, Patreon slash Happy Good World. Uh, give me a couple bucks. You know what I mean? Put some work in here, some elbow grease into these things. You know? Uh, I'm a trained comedian, 20 years in the biz. Hopefully you get some laughs each ep. That's worth, you know, five bucks. Come on. If not, kids, do your own thing. Love your life. Enjoy yourself. And I'm at Chris Lock World on Twitter, at Chris Lock Fun on Instagram. And uh, go outside. Feel that breeze, that nice spring breeze we were talking about. But the, no matter where you are, even if you're in Hawaii, I bet you have a nice spring breeze. It's, uh, or whatever. Or in the desert. Is there a spring breeze in the desert? Well, something to Google when you're feeling bored. Okay. Touch a tree. Touch the big bark. Feel that natural beast that grows out of the ground. So majestic. And look up at the beautiful sky and wonder and say thank you for all of this amazing, wonderful, natural world. And stay free. Okay? Great. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.